Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone. This is Marty McDermott, the president of Franchise Interviews, and I can't start today's show without talking about the ISO 10002. You know, some people just love to complain, but companies have a responsibility to care. The International Organization for Standardization, ISO, has revised ISO 10002, the standard for complaint handling. This document enables organizations to foster a customer-focused environment, open the feedback, heightening their customer satisfaction. You can get the ISO 10002 standard from the American National Standards Institute, ANSI, U.S. member body of ISO. Visit ANSI.org forward slash complain to learn more. That's ANSI.org forward slash complain to learn more. Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Welcome to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Listen to interviews with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And now, welcome your host, Marty McDermott, and Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 14 years now, we've been asking the entrepreneurs one-on-one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show today. Well, we're meeting with Jeff McLean, the founder of Patriot Pipeline Inc. And Patriot Pipeline specializes in underground utilities from mid to large-scale commercial projects, as well as residential track projects. We're going to talk to Jeff about that in just a moment on Franchise Interviews. So stick around, because we have a great show. Franchise Teacher. Would you like to know how to franchise your concept or grow your franchise business? Meet the experts at Franchise Teacher. The goal of Franchise Teacher is to teach, coach, consult, and advise. The team of experts at Franchise Teacher will evaluate your business model and present you with a winning business strategy. Franchise Teacher will help you decide whether or not your concept works and if it's franchisable. Franchise Teacher is proud to have over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Franchise Teacher are developers of over a dozen franchise systems which include brick and mortar as well as home-based concepts of nearly 3,000 combined franchise locations. Whether you need to add more units or get more customers, Franchise Teacher can help. We will teach. Franchise Teacher will help you learn our proven system. Coach. Franchise Teacher will help you provide a game plan to succeed. Consult. Franchise Teacher will make sure you stay on track. And advise. Franchise Teacher will help you learn from our over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Take advantage of our free, no-obligation phone consultation. Simply go to FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. That's FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. Hi, this is Connie McDermott, Administrative Assistant for Franchise Interviews, LLC, and you're listening to Franchise Interviews. 
franchise interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 14 years now, we've been asking the entrepreneurs one-on-one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and as we were saying earlier, we have a great show today. We're meeting with Jeff McLean, the founder of Patriot Pipeline, Inc., and Patriot Pipeline specializes in the underground utilities from mid- to large-scale commercial projects, as well as residential track projects. Hi, Jeff. How are you? Welcome to the show. Hey, Marty. I'm great. Thank you. How are you? I'm great today, Jeff. It's great to have you on this show. I thought, you know, had the pleasure of speaking with you before, Jeff, and I mentioned to you, you know, we started this show is 14 years ago. And the reason I started the show was because I felt that, you know, every entrepreneur has a story. And your story I, I found fascinating. But what makes you interesting is we kind of have to, to kind of go back to the beginning, like maybe like when you were a, a young child. Did you want to, uh, you know, talk about, you know, your story and, and how you became an entrepreneur? Uh, sure. Um, you know, it's um, not the most uh, exciting story probably for most people, but it's um, mm-hmm. definitely not uh, come from very humble beginnings, I should say. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely used to um, coming coming up with very little to nothing and kind of just accepting or watching my family and, you know, siblings and cousins and friends and just the people that I surrounded myself with, everyone had just kind of accepted you know, that this was our lot in life. Right. And, um, you know, very humble beginnings, generation after generation after generation. Um, yeah. Through, 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 their, through their, all their lives and everything. And right. Though there's, there's certainly nothing, you know, I don't want to say wrong with that. Right. Um, right. It just wasn't for me. It just wasn't right. for me. And, yeah. you know, having, you know, having, having SpaghettiOs for Thanksgiving dinner was not the future I yeah. wanted for my children and my family. Right. Right. And, um, you know, for some reason it just, jumped out at me all the time that there, there had to be something more and come, you know, going through school and all that, it was never really my thing. You know, I, mm-hmm. I did okay in school, but I was bored. It was, it, I wasn't right. really kind of learning what I felt I needed for right. myself and for my future. Yeah. And, you know, so college was never really an option for me for right. a multitude of reasons. One, it wasn't, sure. I wasn't interested in two, there was never going to be any money for that. Right. And right. So I just accepted at a very young age that, that I was going to be working. And, yeah. and, and that's okay. So I was always hustling. Yeah. I was always trying to find little side things and anything I could do to make sure I had money because, you know, yeah. when you, when you, when you feel like you, you, you may not have anything tomorrow, um, mm-hmm. it can get kind of do one of two things. It can, it can debilitate you and let you accept that. Right. Or it can, or you, it can drive you to, to never feel like that again. Mm-hmm. Right. to never feel like that again. And, and that's obviously the direction that I, that I took. Sure. And I was, I was talking to my mom recently about this, and, and I, I told her when, you know, so many people, I get so frustrated actually with people that I know that have similar stories in me, and they don't really understand what, what, what's out there. And, and right. you know, what I told her is if you grow up in a, a fishbowl and you want to better your life, so many people just dream of a little bit bigger fishbowl. Right, you know, and that's so so limiting, and yeah. not not realizing that there's an ocean out there of opportunity, and yeah. for some reason, I just I just was never going to accept that bigger fishbowl, and it just drove me from a very young age to work. At the time, it was just work, you know, right. get a job, get another job, multiple jobs, you know, work all days and, and and work on stuff all night if that's what it took to advance my my career at that time. Right. Um, to just because again, just never wanted to go without. 
Yeah. But um, I've, I never really stood in one place very long in that sense because I was always looking to grow and evolve into a better version of myself. Mm-hmm. And um, so, again, that's why even in careers, jobs, things like that that I did as a young, as a young man, if, if I wasn't moving up within, within a couple of months, I was on to the next. And, that's interesting. And that's just, I'm just very ambitious in that sense. I just have a drive that I can't turn off. And right. It's, uh, it's, it's obviously, it's been a blessing um, for me that, that I've, I guess, been gifted with that, in my opinion, that I, just, yeah. I want more and I want, to, I want to be able to provide more for my right. family and, and, and people that I, that I surround myself with. So, I mean, that's kind of what, what led me, I guess, to, to being an entrepreneur is, mm-hmm. is trying to just change the, the tra- trajectory of my, of my family, of, of my name, you know, on a simple, on a simple right. uh, way of looking at it. You know, I wanted to do something different. I wanted, I wanted, I wanted my name to mean something to people. I'm sure your family... Uh, is very proud uh, to Jeff, you know, to see, you know, that, that you were able to, you know, rise above and, and used all of this as, as, as a motivation and, and, and an inspiration too, you know, to, I guess not only just your family, but, but people, you know, who've had similar um, situations like yourself, you know, is, is you, as you mentioned, you used it as, as, as a drive, you know, to, to move to the next right. level. It's interesting I, when you're talking about the fishbowl, cause you know, I've never heard that before, Jeff, but it's so true that I think, yeah, it's, it's probably human nature, right? Is that we just say, okay, maybe we want a little bigger fishbowl. And then you kind of compared it to, uh, the whole ocean, you know, why not have the whole ocean? And, and I remember I was speaking to Michael Gerber one time and he says, he said to me on, on, on our podcast, and it always made an impression. He said that uh, most people don't fail because they think too big, but because they think too small, you know, and it kind of reminded me of that, you know, and it, it really hit me when he said that because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I've, I've worked with a lot of, you know, aspiring entrepreneurs and, and, Sometimes, right, they don't see the big picture. You know what I mean? They might just see right. owning one pizzeria or one florist. And why not, like, think about opening a, or think about, like, a whole chain of pizzerias or a chain of florists or something like that, you know? And, and that's right. it's a very powerful it, – it, it seems, sounds like it's this mindset that you have in you, you know? But you were able to pick it up at such an early age, which is, is what I find fascinating, you know, is, is because a lot of younger – uh, people when they're younger, I, I'm not sure if they always think that way, you know, and, and that's why I was so inspired by your story. And then, you know, at some point, I mean, you, you, you get into, you know, this, this industry, which is a very important industry, you know, we'll talk about in a moment, but maybe you could talk about how you got into that too, Jeff, because I, I thought that was fascinating. Right. So, um, like I said, didn't, didn't have a lot of, you know, things in front of me by way of opportunities. Yeah. And, you know, I just was working whatever jobs I could get. Um, and I was doing well at them. Um, yeah. Because again, I, I took every job as a, as a possible opportunity. Right. Um, but I was, I was young. I was in my early twenties. Um, I think I was 20 actually. Mm-hmm. And I was getting married. I was getting married and yeah, cause that's what you do, even though I couldn't <laughs> right. provide a home or a, right. I couldn't provide anything, right. you know, for, for my, yeah. my future family, but that's just what you do. Yeah. Um, right. And an opportunity presented itself. Um, you know, I was up in Los Angeles area where I grew up, and an opportunity presented itself uh, down in San Diego, working on a pipeline job. And never heard of a pipeline. Right. I mean, we've obviously all heard of pipelines, but I'd never certainly seen a pipeline. I, d- I didn't understand sure. anything of it. Um, and at the time, I was hanging drywall. Um, well, I was on a drywall crew. I'll never 
right. say that I was a drywall guy by any stretch. Yeah. I was doing the best I could for a 20-year-old right. kid. But um, I took that opportunity as as something that, you know, was a – I always kind of tell myself when, when a when a door presents itself, you open it and you go through it. Yeah. And it was one of those things, and it was a major move, you know, moving from the area that I pretty much lived most of my life in Los Angeles and right. coming down to where I'm at now and, and trying out this new – completely different venture and to be honest most people that i knew my friends even family members discouraged me from that wow. and not not out of spite but out of mm-hmm. that that fish that fishbowl mentality right you can't do that yeah. you know you're destined to do this you know this is, right. this is your lot in life what are you doing right you know and for whatever reason i decided to you know take a leap of faith and do that and and you know, when I went down to that project, I was terrified, literally shaking, because I didn't know anything about anything. But the moment I stepped right. on that job and saw that operation, you know, I was moved. It was like something came over me, like this, this is it. This is what I want to do. You knew, and it, I mean, it was it was instant, and it was very wow. hard work and different than what I had done ever. And but it just there was something about it, all the big equipment and just every the scale of everything. You know, yeah. I'm not putting a little tiny nail into a wall. I'm putting a, right. a giant pipe that you could drive a car through 20 feet underground <laughs> in the middle. Sure. Of the street. You know, that's just like, that's just something that so many people would just never understand how to do. Right. You know, and so it just something clicked in me and I, I knew that's what I wanted to do. It, it's an interesting choice, right, for a career, Jeff, you know, because it, it was funny. I over the weekend, um you, I, I believe you put something up on Vimeo. It was kind of like a course, you know what I mean, on, on pipelines and things like that. You know, and I said, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen to this. You know, and I, I didn't know anything really about pipelines. You know, I mean, it's something that, I, you, like you were saying, it's like people just don't think about it. You know what I mean? And I think maybe because we can't see them, but nevertheless, I mean, they're so important to our society, aren't they? I didn't realize. I mean, it's really, I guess, it's the most effective way right, to distribute, mm-hmm. you know, particularly like fuels, right, as opposed to, you know, of course, you have trucks and you have trains and things like that, but it, it's much more efficient, isn't it? And then when I was like listening to the course, I was like, wow, I was like, this is more complicated than becoming like a brain surgeon, I thought, you know, uh, when I was listening yeah. to it. But, you know, I, I just said it, it, it's a fascinating and such an important industry, you know, and, and I, I think, you know, you, you, you really made a very good choice. And then at some point you decided to, I, I understand. So you're working with this company and then you decided to, I guess you had this, like is what they like entrepreneurial spark. You decided to take the plunge and start your own company. Um, and, and, and you called it Patriot pipeline. Maybe you could talk a little bit about that time and what you were thinking and how did you know, I guess the question Jeff is like, how did you know you were ready? You know, that's always a question like for, you know, a lot of, people that come mm-hmm. on our show or our listeners, you know, how do you know that you're ready to, you know, buy a franchise or buy a business? You know, maybe you can go back to that time and, and tell me like what you were thinking. So again, I think a lot of it goes down to mindset, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I've always been one of those people that if, if I drove by, you know, a beautiful neighborhood and yeah. saw these beautiful homes, you know, right. I think, I think the natural reaction for most people is, Wow, those people must know somebody, must have something, mm-hmm. must this, must that. Right. For, yep. I don't do that. Yeah. I, I go, what do they have that I don't have? And why? Right. And, right. And how do I get that? 
How do you, you get know, it? And, and not, not how do I take it from them? <laughs> yeah, exactly. A lot of people, I think, right, today, right. but how That's do I true. also do that? You know, yeah. how do I model that? How do, what, have, what have they done? And, I, you know, talk to people in those situations. And so the same thing applied to business. I would, you know, worked at, I worked at a number of pipeline companies before I went out on my own in a, in a relatively yeah. couple of year period. And most of them, I, I'm just like, these are just normal guys when I, you know, got to know the owners mm-hmm. and, and the staff. And, and I'm just like, these are normal guys. And they're, you know, financially light years ahead of me. Right, and they're, they they do things and, and afford things that I only dream of. Right, but they're just like me. They're for the most part, they're not highly educated. They're not. I mean, there were some that I worked for, you know, that, that sure. were. Sure, but I mean, right. for the most part, it was just it became so attainable to me at that point. Yeah, when I just went, they're just normal guys, just like me. So yeah. I decided, you know, in my in my early twenties, that I would, you know, work obviously my full time job and literally spend every single evening buying every single book, mm-hmm. um, anything I could find. You know, there was, yeah. no, there was no internet back then. This isn't, well, there right. was internet, but I certainly didn't have internet back in the yeah. early 2000s. Um, right. So any books that were even remotely close to what we did in civil engineering and, and all those types of things, and I just studied and studied and kind of just made myself the best version of me. Right. And quickly realized it was just, it came to me. It just, it was something that was fairly easy to me from the, from the, from the onset. Like I understood yeah, it. It made sense. And it all made sense. And I, and I, again, I just saw what a lot of these companies were doing and, and m- many of them, I didn't think ran their businesses very well. They were mm-hmm. profitable. They knew what yeah. they were doing as far as their product, but just the business just seemed like it could be, it could be ran so much better. Right, um, and so I just decided it, you know, at a, at a at a very young age, and again, no one, <laughs> well, maybe a couple people, yeah, believed in me at this point. You know, when I'm twenty something years old, and I'm like, I'm right. gonna go and start this business, you know, and and it takes, you know, from from the outside when you look at it, it takes millions of dollars to start a business mm-hmm. like this, right? You know, some of these pieces of equipment cost, you know, half a million dollars, um, so. Again, most people in that fishbowl think, well, that's, there's no way I'm getting into that fishbowl. Right. Right. It's too, too far a stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, again, at, at a young age, I, I studied and I did everything I could on the side. Um, I applied for my contractor's license here in the state of California and went down and took the, the exam and I passed it the first time. Wow. And I think that was 24 years old or so, somewhere around there. <laughs> Incredible. And, and yeah, and everybody that that I knew were just kind of like didn't <laughs> just again didn't have a lot of I don't know if it wasn't faith in me or just right faith in faith in just just the the possibility that it was right. an option right you know? right and so I so I started you know basically got my got my uh, got my license I'm still working for a company here locally and started kind of bidding projects on the side and kind of and then one day I, I was I had gone on a camping trip we come home from a camping trip. And I open my mailbox, and there's a contract in my mailbox. Wow! For in, in my name for this, you know, this is the craziest thing ever for <laughs> a, a job that I had bid, and it was like a two hundred thousand dollar contract. Wow! And you know, back then I was probably making fifty thousand dollars a year or something like that. Right. My income. And That's incredible. It was like I just looked around. I'm like, okay, <laughs> this, this is it. it. It's 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 happening. <laughs> so I went and spoke to, spoke to the people I was working for at the time, and. 
um, left on very good terms. In fact, I spoke to them recently. We're, we're still, that's great. You know, friends to some degree, um, yeah. 20 years later because, you know, out of respect, you know, right. I never you know, went after their clientele or any of that kind of stuff. We just right. kept it, uh, right. kept it, kept it professional. And to be honest, I actually have encouraged them to change some of their business stuff and they've actually listened to me on a few things Wow. and, um, have improved their business a little bit. And they're, they're one of my main competitors, but, wow. you know, I have, a, I have a lot of respect for them. They gave me opportunities and, and, you know, wished me well when I when I went to start my own endeavor. Mm-hmm. And and one correction on what you said earlier too. When I first started, it wasn't called Patriot Pipeline. It was a sole proprietor. Okay. It was you know I had a couple different entities. A couple trying different to figure names. Out what, right. What right. the heck I was going to do? Yeah. Um, as I as I learned and and created the, the you know the model that I operate under now. So the the actual name Patriot Pipeline uh, came to fruition probably. Okay probably six or seven years later. Um, okay. In like a, about, about 2010 is when I, I incorporated that name right. and that model. Um, That's but great. Once I did that, it w- everything really started taking off. You know, I certainly made a lot of mistakes in those first five or six years of sure. business. Um, right. With a booming economy and then, and then obviously a crash in 08, it was all kind of um, the most valuable five or six years probably of my life as far as learning. Wow. Um, that's the way I look at it. It's, it's it's an impressive story, Jeff. I, I know I know for you it's it's your life, so maybe it's it seems you know less impressive. You know it's it's funny. They, there's this great analogy. Is like they talk about. Um, I'll have to send you the picture, but there's kind of like this. I it, it compares entrepreneurship to like an iceberg, you know, and, and you only kind of see like what's on top, but you don't see all the work. You know, when an iceberg is, is all the ice that's underneath, you know, that that's all the work that got you to that point, and you you did your homework you know you put the work into it and a lot of times i think the average person doesn't see that you know with all the work that goes into it i mean you really work right. for this you know and and i think i think that's why it's 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 so impressive to to a lot of people because you know a, a lot of people don't do what you did you know you you, you took a the little bit of a chance you know um uh, you know you you, you thought outside the box. And I, I was thinking, you know, as you're telling the story of getting that first contract, that must've been a wonderful feeling for you. Right. I mean, I can't even imagine how, <laughs> what your reaction was when you see this 200,000 contract. Of course, at the same yeah. time, you know, I'm scared, right? <laughs> exactly. You're like, yeah. what do I do now? Right. It's like, Oh my God, it, it's happening, you know? And, yeah. and that's why, you know, I, I love listening to the story because I, I, I mean, it really is. It's, it's, it's inspirational. It's, it's motivational to, to, to so many people. So, when when you're talking about Patriot uh, Pipeline, Jeff, I mean, maybe you could talk a little bit about you know like some of the services that that you provide um, at the company. So you know our, our you know our, our bullet points, if you will, would be you know we provide you know water water lines, sewer lines, mm-hmm. storm drains, yeah. dry dry utilities, which are telephone, electric, gas, right. natural gas, things like that for for homes or commercial developments, things like that. Um, we also do a lot of uh, a lot of emergency repair work uh, mm-hmm. for local municipalities, which is something that developed over the years. You know, and that's kind of the 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 like blah blah. This is what we do. You know, put right. on the T-shirt and move on. Sure. You know, right. But really, I think what we really do is we provide a lot, like a peace of mind to our clients. Yeah. And and that that's a big part of the business rather than the product. Right. And, right. you know, what we've, what we've developed is, you know, as close to a well-oiled machine as, as I believe you can have, even though we're evolving on a daily basis. But, wow. you know, in a, a large portion of our work, you know, we will, we'll work for a general contractor who's building, let's say, a Home Depot. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're, so they need a framer and they need a 
painter and they need a, you know all these different trades and they need a, a pipeline guy to bring all those utilities from you know half a mile away at local at the nearest main facility so we right. have to bring all those utilities to that and the, a big problem for general contractors and I have obviously I know many of them and I've become friends with a lot of them mm-hmm. is the management the oversight that they have to provide and or spend on their own subcontractors Right. Calling them. Right. Hey, what time's your crew coming up? How many guys are you going to have? We need this done by this day. We need this, you know, scheduling and pushing and having to, you know, kind of deal with that. And right. The, a big part of my model is to not be that guy, to be right. or not be that company. You know, and mm-hmm. I jokingly, I jokingly tell people that we, you know, that we do business with, sign the contract and go babysit the framer. Yeah. You don't have to. You don't have to think about us anymore. Right. We don't, we, right. You know, we'll do our job and we'll be ahead of schedule. That's great. And and it's and it ninety nine percent of the time that's exactly what happens, and wow, they love us for it because at the end of the day, you know, there's a lot of people that can put pipe in the ground and do you know more or less mm-hmm. the same product, right? But the service is is the difference, and that's and that's what we pride ourselves on. It sounds like that's what sets you apart, Jeff. It was kind of like my next question is, is what sets you apart from. <laughs> I guess you could say, as you said, your competitors in the industry, you know what I mean, is, is they can feel secure and they feel safe, um, you know, and I'm sure, you know, over the years what happens is, I guess, you know, in your industry, you know, Patriot Pipeline has, has built a bit of a brand name and, and also a reputation, you know, and, and, and right. that probably is, is, I guess you could say, is, is some of the things that separate you from your competition. Would you agree? Yeah, I think, I think the main thing is, the ability to evolve and, and mm. change with the times, you know, mm-hmm. so many people, so many companies, like I said, that I worked with and even growing up and, and company not growing up in my, in my younger career. Yeah. They're doing things. They were doing things then the same way that their dads did it 20, 30, 40 years before. Right. And they're doing it the same way now. And wow. when they're, you know, they're literally, you know, doing things as simple as, you know, yellow pads and Excel spreadsheets is how they're running. Okay. Multi-million dollar companies, right? And there's so much more available in this in this yeah. age that we live in. There's so much of more course. technology and so much more um, just better, more cutting edge ways to do things where you can just be that much more efficient and, yeah. and that much more. You know, it, I'm really trying to to break that cliche of what a construction company is and looks mm-hmm. like as well. You right. Know, you, 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 you know, you tell someone you're in construction, you know, and they envision some some guy standing on a street corner whistling at a lady walking by, you know, acting like <laughs> yeah. a fool, right? You know, yeah. yelling at each other, yeah. cursing and smoking cigarettes, and being <laughs> right, right. And that's and and historically, that's fairly accurate. Yeah. But yeah. that's not what we do. Right. We, you know, we are the exact opposite of that. You know, we I want to I want to look as professional as a yeah. you know as a lawyer's office while doing. Right hard work, you know, and our guys come home covered in mud some days and they, you know, they're shoveling their butts off all day on certain days. And, you know, they, they're hardworking men, but there's, there's just a, a different level of character and class that, that I expect from, from, from my people. Right. From and, your team. And I, and, and I, right. And I believe that that gives so much comfort to our clients yeah. that, that they know, like I said, that they don't have to worry about us, that, you know, that we're doing the right thing. And, like you said, the brand, we, you know, all of our people are, we wear uniforms, our trucks are, are right. meticulous, our equipment is meticulous. You know, you can walk yeah. on a job site with 100 people on there and in, in one second know who Patriot Pipeline is and who, and who, and who we're not. 
wow. <laughs> some of the yeah. other trades. Right, exactly. Yeah, and that's 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 so important. What's been a tough question, Jeff, but I mean, what's been one of the most interesting things that's happened to you since launching Patriot Pipeline? I'm sure you probably have a hundred stories <laughs> you could you, you could tell me, but right. does anything stand out over the years, you know, that you kind of say, wow, or, you know, that was interesting? I would say that the, some of the things, you know, I've put in some major structure things, you know, that are literally the size of a football field buried underneath parking lots that you, wow. you could you could put a housing development underneath. Yeah. We dug this thing out with our equipment and built these crazy engineered, you know, struck subsurface structures and things right. that are just really beautiful to look at. And, wow. you know, we'll, we certainly have pictures of those types of things all over our website and stuff like that. Yeah. I think just from a, just something that I stand back and go, that's cool. We've, you know, due to our, you know, working in our area and, and the reputation and, and, and name that we've developed, we're, We've become a, like a major on-call, uh, like response company for a lot of right. a lot of the municipalities in our area. So you know, when you're watching on the news and there's some crazy sinkhole in the middle of a main intersection, there's a car upside down inside of it. Yeah, we're right. the guys that go fix that. Wow. And oftentimes that's exactly what we fix. You know, we'll get calls in the middle of the night, and you know, we have an entire system set up to respond to that. Right. And we'll go out there in the middle of the night, sometimes in the pouring rain, if it's necessary, whatever. And, yeah. and and help us help our local city or our water department or other agencies, you know, deal with a you know major emergency like that. And yeah, it's it's fun. You know, I don't spend a ton of time in the field myself anymore because mm-hmm. right. I had to change hats. You know, which was sure. something that was difficult for me to be completely honest. But yeah, but when those happen, when those happen, I typically just you know throw my boots on and go get involved because they're right. They're very high profile and they're very important, you know, and, yep. and I, I really enjoy doing them, you know, and, and those are, those are things I look back on and go, wow, you know, because we'll work, we'll mo- put multiple crews on and we'll work sometimes 60 hours straight. Wow. One crew rotating next crew, next crew, next crew. And we'll get there and there'll be a, you know, 20 or 30 foot deep hole in the middle of a main intersection and traffic is a mess. And by the time we yeah. leave, it's repaired, it's repaired, filled back up, streets paved, stripes are back on the road and, you know, things are back to normal and people have no idea what went into that. And wow. that kind of stuff is really, I'm really proud of those. Those things are real kind of fun things for us. Uh, so like you said, it's, it's, it's important what you, you're doing, Jeff, you know, and, and I'm sure like every day for you has probably been a little bit different, you know, because the jobs are a little bit different, you know, I mean, you've been doing this such a long time now, you know, and, and, and I think, mm-hmm. you know, that's what, what makes your, your industry interesting as well. So I, I think that's, that's fantastic. We're speaking with Jeff McLean, and Jeff is the founder of Patriot Pipeline, Inc., and Patriot Pipeline specializes in underground utilities from mid to large-scale commercial projects, as well as residential track projects. And because, you know, you got involved in this industry at such a young age, Jeff, I'm sure you, you've seen that you mentioned earlier, a lot of changes, you know, and what makes you interesting, I think, is, is that you're open to change. How, how does technology play a role in, in your business today? It seems like you're very open to technology. Um, yeah, I, I, it's funny because I'm, I'm in no way a techie. I'm yeah. much more comfortable with a, with a shovel in my hand than a computer sure. keyboard. Right. Um, that's just who I am. Yeah. But I, I recognize the importance of, of technology. And yeah. It's from, from little things, you know, we were one of the first companies to, to use, you know, our, all of our field crews have tablets with them. 
and yeah. in the field. Yeah. And that's why their time, their time is calculated, production rates, all those types of things mm. are managed on a tablet. Where, right. you know, we, again, we were one of the first people that I'm aware of that, or first companies, I should say, that, that were even willing to try that because right. again, everybody has such a small mindset of I'm not going to spend yep. $1,000 on a tablet times 10 right. to lose. That's, that's $10,000. Right, okay. exactly. But, but when you set up your software to have geofencing and when your crew clocks in and clocks out, they can't uh, make the mistakes on their paper time cards and cost you right. twice as much money. So exactly. don't, people don't realize how much you save just on simple things like that. Right. Um, but even more than that, for instance, our estimating software. You know, again, I mentioned earlier, there, there are companies still to this day that have been doing business for 40-plus years that still, you know, use, you know, roll out a set of plans on their desk and right. colored highlighters and wow. yellow pads and Excel spreadsheets, and they, they, you know, bid projects like that. And I think a lot of companies are getting away from that, of course. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, we were, and we were one of the, the early ones. In, in developing, you know, we've kind of developed our own uh, estimating software that mm-hmm. you know, allows allows our, our estimators to literally bid twice as many projects right. per person as, as you could doing it the old way. We're literally doubling the amount of, of production that we're able to get out of our estimating department. And it's wow. very simple. And it's, it's simplified yeah. that, you know, again, in the old days, the guy sitting there with the highlighters and the yellow pad needed to have <laughs> right. 20 years of experience. Right to know exactly what he was doing and, and have done it all and and to, in order to to be a, an effective estimator, where yeah. you know, I'm I'm hiring I'm hiring young people straight out of college um, with a little bit of knowledge, and within a, within a period of you know a few months, they're they're bidding multi million dollar projects That's because this, the software is built in a way where as long as you have a general understanding of computers and and basic math skills. You can you can you can bid jobs effectively, right? Right. And, right. Exactly. And, and on top of that, that software communicates with the accounting department and the field department and the project management. It's all it's all a, a moving, growing machine that that continually gets better. And it's it's really been a huge thing. And again, ten years ago or so, when I started, when I got into that, yeah, people peers that I have in the industry were it's never going to work. It's never going to work for our industry. Sure, right. it would work if you were a carpenter or a concrete guy or whatever. But for our industry, it's, it's to this or it's to that. It's not going to work. And it wasn't, yeah. without, it wasn't without challenges, of course. Sure. But we, 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 we put our heads down and plugged away, and I've hired some, some really great people that have, that have helped take my vision and make it a reality. And it's, it's a beautiful thing to see, to be honest. Oh, of course. And your industry, too, is, is interesting, Jeff, you know, in thinking about it. I mean, you know, as you said, you know, pipelines, of course, burst and, and there's a lot of, you know, there's always emergency situations. There's a lot of new construction. I, I, I guess it's safe to say, I mean, you're, you're part of a big industry. I don't know what the numbers are. I don't know if, if, if there's even, you know, numbers out there. Uh, but I guess it's safe to say that you're, you're part of a big industry. And it, it would imagine with you know, with construction and, and emergency situations, there's always that growth too, isn't there? Yeah, it's 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 one of those industries that you don't have to be super educated. You don't have to be. You right. don't have to spend an eternal time in college to to make a decent living. Mm-hmm. And, and and I'm real proud of that. You know, a lot most of my employees, you know, most of them are not highly educated people, but right. most of them do very well financially. They own homes. They have they have a good life. And yeah. I think construction in general is, is one of the few kind of 
trades or, or, or um, I guess, markets that you could get into. And if you're willing to work hard and, and, and be smart, you can actually make a good living. Um, yeah. You know, I actually did some research recently and, you know, per the AGC, which is the Associated General Contractors, it's kind of a, mm-hmm. an organization in construction. They said yeah. there's 7 million people working in construction right now. And wow. it's about a $1.5 trillion industry per year. Wow. Um, so it's, you know, and it's a major That's part of, of the U.S. economy. Yeah. It really is. Wow. I didn't so even realize yeah, it was that big. I'm proud to be a part of. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, that's I, that's that's incredible. What are some areas or other areas? You mentioned some of them, Jeff, of importance for your, for your customers when, you know, again, looking at someone in your industry. I guess, you know, as you said earlier, you know, is trust, is, of course, would be, you know, important and your reputation. Is anything else that, that, that I kind of missed? You know, in the beginning, if it's a new client, someone that we haven't really worked for before, yeah. um, and we're trying to kind of, you know, build that relationship with them, unfortunately... Just like anybody else, if you're getting a, you want to get your house painted, right? Most people, the, the what the most important thing they're going to look at is price. Yep, and yeah. that's often a, right. that's that's often a mistake. Of I've course, throughout the years, I don't, yep. I don't, I do the same thing. If I'm hiring subcontractors of myself, I don't always go for the low guy, right? Um, because there's usually a reason there. Not always, of course, but yeah. you know, in the in the beginning, I think of you know, but again, our our, our clients, they also have to win the win the contract from from their client. Right. So, you know, we can't expect them to pay more for the for what appears to be the same product. So, you yeah. know, we're very competitive when it comes to price, and I, but we give them a lot more for their money. Mm-hmm. So I think the efficiencies that we've created through our autom- you know, automating of things and electronic right. technology that we use has made us a lot more efficient in a lot of ways in order to save save some man hours and some ultimately some cost. Right. Um, but for that same, but we don't give them the same product. We can put the yeah. pipe in the ground, like I mentioned right. earlier, but the product that they get is much better. So again, in the, in the beginning, price is always important, and of course, sure. it always is for everybody. Right. But as we start building relationships, and you know, many, many, many of our clients are, are repeat, you know, almost almost 100 percent of our of our projects end up being repeat customers. It's it's very rarely do we have an unhappy customer. I mean, almost never, to be honest. Yeah. But the more fantastic. that we do for them, the less concerned about price they are, because they, they get great. the value of what we're providing for them. Right. And, you know, right. that obviously gives us the ability to to be that much more profitable. Um, but at the same time, it allows us to to deliver what we what we feel that our clients deserve. We're speaking with Jeff McLean, and Jeff is the founder of Patriot Pipeline, Inc., and Patriot Pipeline specializes in underground utilities from mid- to large-scale commercial projects, as well as residential track projects. And maybe we could kind of like think of like, you know, go back so we can think of like the future, Jeff. You know, I mean, when you're thinking about your Patriot Pipeline, I mean, because you're, you know, in speaking with you, you know, kind of getting to know you, I see you as as, as a visionary. So, what is is your vision for Patriot Pipeline? I mean, where do you see the organization, whether it's three years, five years, or even if it was 10 years down the road? So something that, you know, I've always wanted to grow and I've always wanted to improve. Yeah. And, you know, about about a year ago, I, I, I kind of, I was at a conference uh, and kind of hit me that, you know, in, instead of growing my business up, meaning adding tons and tons more employees at my local right. level. I would much rather right. grow, my, grow my business out. And the, what I've noticed is that the competitors that I, that I 
deal with here in my local area that have more people, if you will, um, right. seems to kind of water down the quality. At some yeah. point, it becomes something that, that is not manageable for the, the operation or the, 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 what they have in place. The system they have right. in place isn't built enough to, to hold and to manage that many people. So right. They end up with tons of problems and tons of, you know, just poor workmanship and, and their yeah. quality goes down and their, and their name suffers. Um, even if they're right. you know, good people at the core, it just suffers. Yeah. So, you know, I, I didn't really, I never wanted to be that, you know, we're not right. small by any stretch. Sure. But I never wanted to be the, 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 you know, the, the discount stop, you know, right. <laughs> to get you right. know, so much more people without, without the quality. And, right. And exactly. And then, and on top of that, I, I always wanted to give opportunities for for the people that have been a part of my operation to help mm-hmm. me become this, as well as other people. You know, I know the many years that it took me and all the mistakes that I've made. You know, starting my business and set me back years and years and years to where you know I could have been in a much different, even better place at this point in my life. But right. I wouldn't change it because the the knowledge I have is is priceless. But you know, I, I really feel like the the only way that I'm going to be satisfied is if I can is if I can help other people do what I've done and do it even better. Right. And yeah, other locations, and that you know, and that's why we're we're going to be franchising the company. And, right. And having you know having there's so many opportunities all over the country, and I believe that there are quality people that that would yep. share you know in my right. vision that just need just need the recipe and the coaching yeah. and, you know, the, and the guidance. And that's something that I look forward to and, and keeps me up at night in a good way. And I'm right. really looking forward to, to building a team of, of, of owners that, you know, that we can all enjoy, you know, what, what, what this industry has to offer. Yeah. And you've been doing it such a long time now, Jeff. It's like, as you said, you know, I mean, the, the beauty of franchising is that someone doesn't have to make some of those mistakes that you made earlier because you didn't know you were just going through the process. You know what I mean? So, so you learned about all right. of those things, you know, at, at an early age. And so someone who, who becomes part of your system or uses your process and brand name, they don't have to duplicate those mistakes and they could also duplicate your successes and your processes and, and, and things of that nature, you know? And, and, and right. I think, I think that's, that's so important, you know, um, not to mention your industry is, is interesting as well. You know, it's not like I always say, Jeff, it, it, hopefully you no know, pizza franchises are interesting, but if I, I never have to interview another pizza franchise in my life, I'll, I'll be happy, you know, because there's so many <laughs> right. of them, you know what I mean? It's just like, it's, right. it's, it's, it's right. enough already, but in your industry, no, it's, it, it's not like that. You know what I mean? I think it's still, it, it's untapped, particularly with with a franchise model, you know. And I think that's what's so exciting. And, and I get that impression from you too. Is is that you know franchising um, excites you? You know what I mean? Is because as you said, your I think your joy is 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 going to be sharing your knowledge and you know to other aspiring entrepreneurs. You know, as you can pass that knowledge on to somebody else and watch them grow or their business grow, you know, and, and do well mm-hmm. financially. And you're really changing somebody's life, aren't you, by doing that? Absolutely. And, you know, what better legacy yeah. for me than right. that? You yeah. know, and that's, if there's any, if there's any selfish part of this whole venture that I'm, that I'm doing, yeah. that's what it is. It's yeah. not about m- money for me. It's not about, legacy. It's about my own, my own legacy and, 
being able to change people's lives. I'm, yeah. I'm, anybody that wants to <laughs> that wants to help themselves, you know, I'm right. real big on that. You know, if someone's willing to help themselves and willing to humble themselves and, and, and put in the work, you know, in a, in a proper direction, not right. slaving away for nothing, you know, I, I will applaud them and I'll be right there next to them, helping them along. And, and I really, really, really look forward to those opportunities. It sounds like that's what you'll be looking for too, Jeff. I guess when you're, you know, you know, in the future, when you're meeting with um, aspiring entrepreneurs, people who, you know, perhaps are interested in becoming a franchisee one day to Patriot Pipeline is that, you want to see that spark too, right? I mean, that, that curiosity, you know, the, the uh, openness, the willing to grow um, and, and hungry, you know, for, for success. Right. I mean, I, I imagine that those are the traits you'll, you'll be looking for in your new franchisees. Of course. I mean, yeah. it's, it's almost impossible to push a rope. Yeah. And, you know, if, if someone, if, if you want it more than someone wants it for themselves. Yeah. It's not that they're not the right person or it's not the right time. Right. But if, but if I'm having to pull the reins and say, whoa, whoa, slow it down because you, you, know, you got to do this first and you got to do that first, those are the guys you want, in my opinion. Those are the guys I would want to do business with. Those are the people I'd want to be involved with because, yeah. you know, I don't want to mo- try to motivate people. Right. For their, right. Own, for their own success. You know, yeah. I want to guide them and, and help them direct their energy in, in the right way so they can be successful. But, you know, I'm, I'm not a personal trainer. You know, right. I'm not calling right. in the morning and telling me to hit the right. treadmill. That's I see what you're saying. That's not, yeah. that's no, not what I'm looking for. Great. You know, yeah. yeah. If, I, if I, they I, want it, I want to help them get it. You know, right. And that's, I got gotcha. you. Again, that that, makes that excites me to my to my soul. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's very powerful, Jeff. What what advice, Jeff, would you give to our listeners? Um, in their quest to buy a franchise, you know, out there right now, I think they say like there's something like in the United States, there's like over like 3,000 different systems. And, and, you know, in doing this show such a long time now, the one thing I've learned is that a lot of people that are interested in buying a franchise, they're confused, particularly in the beginning, because there's so much to choose from. And I think it becomes a little bit overwhelming for a lot of people to like, this is too much information. I don't know where to begin, how to get started. I mean, from everything you've learned up to this point, um, I, I guess what I'm looking for is, you know, what advice would you give to our listeners in their quest to buy a franchise? Find your niche. Yeah. Like you said, I, 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 right, I like you did. Would, you know, I spent my whole teenage years working in pizza parlors and I would not be interested in, in, in <laughs> right. running a pizza franchise. Again, no right. disrespect to those businesses. Right. Sure. Of course. That's not my niche. Right. And, you know, that's, yeah. that's an easy thing to say, but yeah. without opening a hundred doors, I didn't, I didn't even know that this niche existed. Yeah, and that's true. I guess that would be the biggest thing is to be open to, to opportunities and be open to things that present themselves that may not even look yeah. like opportunities. Right. You create opportunities out of, out of situations. Sure. And, and you just, you just never know what's, what's going to uh, pop up in front of you. you know? Exactly. And, you know, and, and I believe yeah. that if you put that work in and, and you, you continually open those doors and you have an open mind, I believe, I believe, uh, Frankly, the Lord will put something in front of you that's yeah. what you were destined to do. Exactly. I guess it's keeping your eyes open too, Jeff, right? I mean, I think a lot of times people miss opportunities, don't they? You know, like sometimes it's like yes. right in front of our faces and we don't see it, you know? And it seems like, I mean, in listening to you, studying your background, you know, is you, you always seem to have your eyes and ears open for, you know, what's next, right. you know? And, and, I mean, and, I've heard and, it and said I, a million different ways. 
yeah. but, you know the 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 biggest the biggest reason people don't succeed is their over is their overwhelming fear of failure. Yep. Yeah. And it's, exactly. If you right. can overcome that and accept right. that failure is part of life, failure is part exactly. of success. Yeah. You know, then your your world's above others. I would I would totally agree with that. What's the best way, Jeff, for our listeners to to get more information on on Patriot Pipeline? Is there any like um, websites you can kind of like direct them to, or any numbers that you want them to call? Uh, you can maybe you can plug those. Sure. Um, our our website is www.patriotpipeline.com. Okay. Um, we're updating that as we speak on the franchising side of things, but you could still okay. contact our office to to get kind of. Uh, newer information as we're as we're building this um, right our office phone number is area code 951-679-8364 um, they're certainly welcome to call there and, and ask to speak to me directly as well that's fantastic well i can't tell you how much i've enjoyed talking to you jeff and i'd like to invite you back maybe in like a year or two you know as patriot pipeline continues to grow you know because i've really enjoyed interviewing you today thank you very much i, I would uh, i would appreciate that This has been my pleasure, Jeff, and we'll be right back with more franchise interviews. Coming up on segment two, you're going to hear what every franchisepreneur needs to know before buying a franchise. We're going to play a clip from our popular Great Quotes in Franchising podcast right here on Franchise Interviews. Hi everyone, this is Marty McDermott from Franchise Interviews and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising, where each podcast you get to hear a great quote in franchising. You know, we've been hosting Franchise Interviews now over eight years and over 400 shows and during that time we've had some incredible quotes on our show. Today you're going to get to hear from Chris Simic, who is the founder of FranchiseTeacher.com and Chris has over 30 years of business and franchise experience as an independent business owner, a franchisee, and a franchisor. And Chris said something very profound that we haven't heard on our show in over eight years. He mentioned that you have to almost work harder to fail at franchising than to succeed in franchising. And he explains why. Most people, about 90% I think I've seen, buy a business other than they first looked at. Wow, that's amazing. So that's we it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, that's, that's a big number, too, isn't it, Chris? You know, that, you know, most people, they go in with these certain expectations and they come out with, with, with something different, you know, and, and I find that fascinating. I absolutely, it, it never ceases to astound me, but I think that speaks to the, to the, uh, the value of franchising as a, as a business model and a business method because right. people don't have to uh, be in something just because they know it. And quite candidly, sometimes getting involved in a business that you would rather do that you were not involved in allows you the, the luxury of taking uh, a new career path and to develop something you never would have had the opportunity to had it not been you know, systematized and prioritized for you. You know, in franchising it's said that you have to really almost work harder to fail than to succeed because if you have a good franchise system, right. if you follow directions, you have to almost purposely not follow them to not do well. That's true. That's fantastic. We have this this great quote in franchising. I, I think we're going to put that one in there, Chris. I, I think that's very original and it's it's very true. What advice would you give to our listeners? You know, we find that most of them they're just beginning their search to buy a franchise, Chris. And we find that you know most of them just simply they, they don't even know where to begin. Like you were saying, what advice would you give to them? I, I do, um, when I speak to people looking at franchises, I, I give them three different pieces of advice. One, 
make sure you're looking for business for the right reason. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have things happen in their life. They lose a job or something happens, and they react and, and maybe say, well, okay, maybe I'll go buy a business. That may not be the, the reason to do it versus having the luxury selectivity that here's my opportunity that was yeah. created by some adversity. Second thing is that they have to make sure that they are able to be franchisees, uh, that not everybody is designed to be able to, to follow the systems procedures and, 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 the, and the processes it takes to be a successful franchise owner. And then I tell them quite candidly is pick a couple of the industries and the price ranges uh, that, that may have interest to you and then kind of pin down from there, either using the resources of a, uh, a consultant or a, bro- or a broker or, or a team member or, or on their own, either way. But I think that if they, if they take their time, follow the steps, and do it for the right reasons, uh, they'll be on a much smoother pathway uh, to, to success in, in, in owning their own business. That's well said. What's what's in the future then for a franchise teacher, Chris? I mean, where do you see the company three to five years down the road? Well, Marty, we've been uh, extremely fortunate and blessed that the the business has has has, has been around you know through Century Franchise Group for many years. And our new franchise teacher uh, dot com has, has taken off. We're representing right now uh, you know seven uh, plus brands. I think in five years our, our focus will really be even more fine-tuned. As the, as the consumer or the prospective uh, business owner is looking for more and more specific information, breaking down to teach, coach, consult, and advise, I think will be, um, will be a way for us to assist people in what they need. You know, people, again, don't know what they don't know, but right. I think the information overload uh, sometimes discourages people too early. They say, I, this is too much for me to process. Mm, but we can break it down true. into bite-sized pieces. I think more and more people, especially the younger generation, who are looking for the advice and the information they want when they want it, I think is you know going to do nothing more than uh, continue. Then our next business venture, which launches at the end of this year, uh, will, is looking to capture all the different franchise brands around the world and put them into one place. So it's, it's, we're, we're, we're looking forward to uh, a future. And franchising is going nowhere but growing, you know, as you right on a long time, too, the number of franchise opportunities. And the world's getting to be a smaller place. I think you're going to find a yeah. lot of opportunities coming in and going out of, of different marketplaces and different countries uh, accessible to more people. That's fantastic. What's the best way, Chris, for our listeners to get <clears throat> more information on FranchiseTeacher.com? Obviously, FranchiseTeacher.com, but any numbers you'd like them to call or email addresses? Well, actually, I, I, we appreciate uh, you know, www.FranchiseTeacher.com. And okay. my, my business partner, Dave, and I offer them the free one-hour consultation. Fill out the form okay. and take advantage of it. That's fantastic. I want to thank you again, Chris, for I, you know, finally coming on the show, you know, it, it's, I've been following your career for a long time now, you know, and I have just been very impressed with, with, with everything that you've done, you know. So when I, when I saw this, I, I mentioned to you, we don't typically um, call people to come on the show, you know, but, but I had to have you specifically on the show. So it was an honor and a privilege to have you on the show today. Marty Ditto, and again, congratulations on your um, uh, PhD, Doctor. I have read your thesis, and I would recommend it reading if people can get oh, through that's the information. I really appreciate that you're ready. Franchise interviews from Eastern Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews.